Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And today's book is The Unicorn Solution by yes. John Lee. It says Univorn Solution on my <laughs> I wonder well, what happened there. I mean, I'm kind of in theme with the book, but <laughs> okay. so, but we'll get to that point. Uh, yes, yes. In the meantime, hold me. Uh, let, me let me just button up my, uh, uh, yeah, my trench coat you're, you're, here. You're getting a very hairy chest, I noticed. Uh, in case you were wondering, like, yes, indeed, my nipples have moved closer to the, the, the middle. They are uh, oh. uh, quite beady. There's also more of them. Are you on things again? Maybe are you it's like, oh, yeah. What can I be on? Because oh. remember how I wasn't going to do any callbacks, and I yes. just wasn't going to acknowledge anything previously about the history that, no. except for that, um, that maybe I mumbled about you, in my you delirium. Have for, forbidden hot dogs? The forbi- the forbidden the hot dogs. No, have for, we talked about the forbidden hot dogs? No, we before? haven't. Oh, good. No, of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. No, I knew that. The ones that grow by the duck pond, and then when you microwave them and you bite into them, you still have got a mouthful of fluff. Some people call them cattails. I think they're called. Oh, cattails! I know the the sort of reed plants that yes, grow by the, grow by the river Forbid, where we forbidden where we, hot dogs. Y- yes, no, everyone knows about those. You bump into them when you take your dinner down to the river to gently wash it. Yes, it's a new habit that you've got. Done it all my life, haven't we all? Strange, strange. You've never mentioned it before, but I guess we're not going to be talking about callbacks. Yes, yes, and the opposite as well. So anything that I haven't talked about before will now become. I think that's how it works. Will now Is become that? sort of uh, a forward going right. uh, canon. Uh, please okay. just ignore Pre- the... Pre-canon. Um, Is that a thing? Is that not just prophecy? Uh, I suppose. Because then you have to fulfill it. Well, Ooh, only if let's cast prophecy. Hey, hey, it's a new year. Let's cast prophecies on each other. Oh, okay. I predict that you will, I don't know, prosper in the new year in, in, in good health and, and, and joy and we'll, we'll continue with this podcast and, I don't know, maybe one day we'll get to eat cotton candy. Okay, that sounds like a very interesting just and oddly specific prediction, but yes. That's the thing with, with prophecies. They, ha- they have to be general enough to apply to fucking everyone right. and specific enough to, hmm, yes. to really speak to the imagination. What's your prophecy for me? Oh, do I me, think do I, me, do me. I, I, see, I, I see blue and green in your future. Ooh. And the letters L, B, T... No, wait, that's just what everybody chooses first in Hangman. That doesn't count. (laughs) Um, So, yes, I foresee food... Yeah. And yeah. lots of, for some reason, small fuzzballs. I'm not entirely sure where this is coming from. <laughs> but no, not hairballs, fuzzballs. Do you have that often, coughing up hairballs? About the normal amount. Okay. About the normal amount I don't amount think I've ever has. coughed up a hairball in my life. That's, that's how many hairballs I've, I've coughed up then. Right. Yeah, the exactly, yes. exactly normal amount. Okay. If you look down at your podcasting device, you should, should be seeing the cover of today's book. And if not, you can check the show notes or the website for the image and the link. The website is, as always, covermyasscast.com. We're also on Cover My Asta Twitter, and we would just love to hear from you. Yes. So, today's book, The Unicorn Solution. Since the discovery that drinking dissolved unicorns enhances magical ability, these glorious creatures have been poached to the brink of extinction, depleting the world's ambient levels of magic and exacerbating the demand. Only our young, responsible heroes stand in the way of thaumaturgical disaster. Now, here's a story with a lot of parallels to... I would like to say the modern condition of the world, but it has been the condition of the world for about 50 years in, in terms of scientific awareness right. of the of the post-industrial. Yes, if you look at the studies that the big oil companies published in the 70s, they are pretty much exactly spot on with their temperature graphs and everything. Yeah. They are spot on. Including, which, which, sort, of, which sort of baffles me, that 
these models included the statistical likelihood of a number of major volcanic eruptions mm. and the and the CO2 that they... They kind of just average out. Right? Yeah. But that they average out over like 50 years. Like geologic timescales are huge. Yes, but volcanoes erupt with a certain amount of uh, regularity. I mean, like I said, any one volcano doesn't, but all volcanoes together, it's pretty standard, you know? Oh, Yeah. And then there's a permanent underground fire somewhere in uh, oh, these yes. coal, coal fields caught fire and they're still burning. Those fires can just continue to go. It's just hard to imagine how how did the oxygen – how does the oxygen get in? And is it not an option – I know this probably sounds Poorly. horribly naive yeah. – but is, the, is there not an option to like plug the, plug the holes and, and keep the air from coming in? Well, and, to a certain degree, that works, but I mean, it's kind of like. But with, then it's when still hot. So, yeah, I was going to say it's like when you're making charcoal. Mm-hmm. It's like first you get the fire built up, and then you just basically close up the furnace and just let it like smolder, and the, the residual heat will still carbonize whatever is left, huh. and, like burn off all the other components. If you start with good wood, you get, you end up with really clean uh, charcoal, which is as close to graphite as as you're going to get yeah. without, without synthesis or mining. Yeah, it makes for really nice uh, grilling. It's like mm. when you were like, was it the teriyaki? Bookworms, or was it? <laughs> oh, sorry, we weren't going to make any past re- references. <laughs> well, based on on evidence that I gathered, there was a lot of hoisin sauce involved. That's traditionally more for duck than for bookworms, but well, there's no ducks anymore, is there? Well, no, thanks to the Velociraptors. Oh uh, yeah, those fuckers. Yes. God, I hate those. Oh, okay. What about I'm glad we got rid of those. Well, I mean, I suppose they're still around. Oh, wait, got rid of those? Didn't we? Well. I mean, I mean, there just weren't any any Velociraptors anymore, so yes. I, I, I figured that we finally did the simple thing, band it together and shoot them off. Oh, okay. As far as I know, we weren't aware what happened to them. So I, th- I, th- I thought for a moment there that you thought that you had an influence on this. Probably not. Which one did you say? They disappeared. From oh, one. yeah, they just disappeared. Yes. No, that's right. That's right. Here, hey, because this has been coming up a few times, yes. I think one of us may be having a problem with their memory. And so I've made, in the theme of this week's book, I've made us a little bookworm solution. Oh, I've, very I've nice. boiled up some bookworms. Okay. Uh, and I think that will, Kay, I think that will really help with your, with your memory and just accepting reality. So here's... It's quite a large cup, and it is very yes. hot, but you should drink it is, all. Is this going to be fine? Because like, you, you did remove the cores, right? It is going to be. Because my lead levels are already up a little good, bit. But I boiled them very thoroughly. So you dissolved the lead, then? It's called a solution for a reason. Just just down the hatch, come I, on. I, come I on. think this is more of a problem than a solution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they all? All right, okay, uh, here I go, then. All the way, all the way, all of it. Yep, keep going. Ooh. Good. See, wow. now, all right. We'll do a quick test, and I'm going to show you some things that are true, but which might have been difficult for you to accept. Okay. Right? So, one of them, so, so, so look at my face, and how, yep. would you, how would you describe my face? You look a bit tired. Right, a bit tired. Yeah, like, so, like big, big black circles around the eyes. Uh, yeah, and how's the, how's the beard growth? Oh, very good. Yeah, yes, right? The co- nice good, little, cov- good coverage, nice, nice little you got, the, you got those little, um, whatchamacallit, those... Uh, this yeah, pointy, the, like, cheek yeah, ruffs. Yeah, cheek, cheek tufts, yeah, ruffs. Yeah, uh, mutton chops. Mutton chops, that's the word. Yes, yeah. those are the ones. And I've always looked like this, haven't I, Kay? Yeah, well, yes, 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 yes you have. You yeah, have, you have exactly. Always. So I look the same way that I that I always have. You have, you look, yes. The way you, yeah. you, the way you look now is the way you yes, have always right, looked. Yes. That's right. Good. Okay, so we'll do a few more of these memory exercises, and I think they'll really help okay. you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so and three, oh, two, one. Oh. There we go. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that was, that was tasty. It's, it's kind of heavy in the stomach, but yeah, it must be the... Oh, wait, there wasn't any lead in there, was there? No, you said there wasn't. Okay, so this is a real-life example of the kind of experience that the people in this book had 
when they first boiled a unicorn. Yes. It was the uh, yeah well, okay so let's we, we did the synopsis we, we haven't talked about the cover yet we how haven't c- talked about the cover that's how, right how could we forget that it's like almost like a, like I got hypnotized or something oh so yes the unicorn solution uh, the only solution is magic well it's more like a magical solution really yes so this cover is 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 kind of glorious because it features only a sky and and a bunch of unicorns and gosh what what lovely creatures oh they, they are. are they're I, th- I think they're trying to run away at least the ones in the back seem to be doing this whole panicky equoid thing yeah they're just they're just vicious wonking in different in different directions. Oh, for that word, I have to thank a friend of the library, uh, Ryan Campbell, whom readers at home may remember from uh, our episode 45, Physician Whom, who uh, wrote the fantastic short story, Six Unbelievable Facts About Unicorns, uh, that will totally blow your mind. It's a, it's a wonderful short story, examining the various myths uh, uh, around unicorns in a humorous and honestly kind of terrifying fashion. Oh, What's uh, just six uh, six facts? What, what, uh, what, six what, unbelievable facts about about unicorns. And what's, you what's have, cool do about you have one of the facts by by hand? I'm just curious. Well, one of them is that they're incredibly stupid. Okay. It starts off with uh, uh, our hero, who is a, a researcher on a, on a secret unicorn island, a modern researcher, who wakes up to the sound of unicorn screaming and what he calls wonking when when his idiot unicorn, Catesius, uh-huh. uh, has rammed the size of his house and his horn is now stuck. Oh, dear. Uh, sounds like... Yeah. They shit invisible goo. They... <laughs> it sounds really awkward. It's It's really gross and and terrible. And, you know, the myth that they can only be handled by virgins? Yes. So when you touch them, you become a virgin. Oh, I mean, that would come useful in certain occasions. It has really, really dire uh, uh, implications oh. uh, that oh. I won't spoil for anybody. No, it's, it's, a nice, for it's a nice short story, and you'll find it linked uh, in the show notes and on CoverMyAskCast.com. Again, thank you, uh, Ryan Campbell. But uh, we thank, of course, John Lee for writing The Unicorn Solution, where these, yes, these majestic animals are wonking in opposite directions, uh, uh, well, I, should, I should note. That's for, kind of what horses do. They kind of like scatter when there's a problem. Yeah. So I assume that's what's going on here. And clearly they are uh, running away from one of the famous unicorn – well, it's not really a cull. It's more like a hunt. Because, like, unicorns are notoriously difficult to breed in captivity. So they have to uh, mm. go into the wild and catch them there. Poaching is uh, – I mean, it, it, as much as it is a problem, it is, it is really the only way – one can't – hey, because of the virginity, one can't husband is – that, is that a verb? Like animal I, I, husbandry. I suppose it is. But so I, unicorn I don't, husbandry I, I, is yes. kind of a paradox. When, when you, but I don't really think oh, how that would help. If like the, if hey, the I stable like that more than I you did. did. Oh, what's with the stable hands? It doesn't really matter if the stable hands are virgin or not for the unicorns to get it on, is it? That is. I mean, that's maybe a, a direction that uh, John Lee didn't didn't particularly take with this otherwise wholesome. Like it seemed like young adult environmentalist fiction. It, it did have some equus uh, overtones. Oh, did it? <laughs> what did you oh. think? <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure the readers at home are as excited as I am. I mean, to get you, d- you, mean you did read the book, right? You didn't look. You didn't watch the film adaptation. Uh, no, I read the I read the book. Okay. I always read the book. Okay, no, good. Just making sure. It's not like you're doing that high school thing where you you're tasked to read a book and you go, I'll just watch the movie and then like. Okay, that is absurd. We would never do that. We always read every letter of the of the book on this on this podcast. And I I I think maybe. No, we, well, uh, yes. Yeah. No, well, maybe you need In, to have another yeah. pint of, of, of bookworm solution. Oh. Here you go. No, I, 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 Here no, you go. I, yeah. No, really, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's too yeah, much. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, it's, oh, fine, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's mm, good for you. Mm, mm, we always read mm. the whole book, don't we? Uh, yes. 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 We, yes, do. we, we always yes, do. Three, we, two, we, one. We, we all. There, we're back. Oh. 
So we begin with our team of young of young heroes. Uh-huh. Now this is a flashback to uh, the age when when magic was still a, a sort of rare ambient thing, and it required a great deal of study to to be able to perform even the even the simplest task. And it was and it was kind of a mystical thing mm-hmm. um, until I believe the innovation came from from Iceland, where. Boiling is one of the natural causes of death. Oh, or, or has been historically. people falling falling into a hot geyser yes. and like boiling to death. Yeah, and that and that also occurred with their with their population of incredibly stupid unicorns who would fall in every now and again and then get boiled. Yeah, and then those who who drank from the from the water of that particular lake noticed that like there was a, a statistically anomalous aptitude for, for the thaumaturgical yes. arts. And I appreciate even in this in this magical world that the scientific method yeah. had had taken hold enough that mm. some scientists started actually boiling whole unicorns and and drinking the resultant right. goop. The thing is, the unicorn horn itself doesn't actually dissolve, so that led to the uh, habit of looking for the hornies where they were going out into the wild and trying <laughs> yeah. to find these hot springs which had a horn floating into them, and yes, that, which which would then be an indication of the the magical properties of this pool. Yeah, that the uh, that the rest of the unicorn had indeed dissolved in that. Flash forward several several decades, where first it became kind of like a like a steroid like drug that was that was secretly uh, it was publicly frowned upon, but yes. secretly consumed by by magical. Well, practitioners. well, there was lots of experimentation. It's like how concentrated can you make it? It's like microdosing unicorns. Yeah, well, that too. Yes, yeah. but also like you, I mean, like it started out with them into lakes and then in geysers, and they figured like, okay, how big a pot do we need mm. to like to dissolve a unicorn? Unicorn in, and can we can we get it more concentrated? Like, what happens if we boil it down any further? But that didn't really work very well because it seems to be like if you evaporate the, the water, ideal... like a lot of the solution evaporates out with it. It's like it's, yes, it's, I think the seven have... percent solution was the was the ideal. Yes. Just as... and like if you try to concentrate it any further, you're just like boiling off the, the unicorn essence as much as the water. There was a whole thing where you were supposed to dilute it and dilute it and dilute it after uh, well, the horse had been whipped with well, leather, with leather well, those, straps. Yeah, those were. I mean, that was the homeopathic school of thought. And yeah, they, the like, homeopathy. That, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yes, medicine. that yeah, was a pretend uh, medicine. That was very good, but it led to a glut of stage magicians without any magical powers. It's like lots of card tricks. Oh, yeah. The age of card tricks. So clever. The age of sleight of hand and like people producing <laughs> lots and lots of silk handkerchiefs, which like led to a bit of a cottage industry in its own right. But that's. <laughs> yeah. And so the the young men and women that we had seen during this this flashback as a unicorn solution was gradually becoming a mainstream product that mm-hmm. was that was mass produced, providing an easy source of household magic for such basics oh, good, yes. as you know keeping the oven hot when when you're out of wood or having the dishes done themselves. It led to a bit of a social revolution where because everyone could be adept as as magic as long as they took a wee a wee draft of uh, Mummy's Little Helper or yeah. Daddy's Little Helper. Yeah, that, that, that was the Ocean Cookie brand, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. The Ocean Cookie brand of. Uh, uh, <laughs> Oh God! I know the road we're going down. Uh, uh, that was uh, that was extremely extreme, that that popularized uh, this 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 wonderful draft uh, among the masses, and of course it it was it was promoted as 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 having incredible curative effects. That it was it was a cure all for for whatever ailed you. Erectile I mean, that, dysfunction. That was pretty much due to the, I guess the um, the wish fulfillment properties of this unicorn solution. As like like a low level magic that yes. everybody kind of has, which start, you take a bit of the stuff and whatever you focus on is kind of like what the low level ambient magic is going to help you solve. I think that this is a this is a principle of of unicorns wish fulfillment that really comes to the fore. I was very interested in the way that these commercially sold unicorn solutions, like. 
they were all the same substance, really. It was just it was just boiled unicorn water. Right. But depending on what it claimed on the label, like those wishes would actually be fulfilled. Like, yes, your joints would ache less. Yes, you will uh, be able to lift greater weights. Just depending on whatever's on there and your belief and the sort of natural, and, natural yeah, wishful, unicorn. Yeah. yeah, basically wishful thinking. I mean, it was even used in different parts of the society where like mixing it with hydrocarbons and using it to power new forms of transportation, like, oh, yes. the, like the unicycle. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. After uh, which, after several disastrous uh, early designs, was was known as the suicide for a little while there. Well, but, you know, that's how uh, it goes. yeah, the <laughs> unicycle. That's right. That's right. Musical instruments like the hornpipe became popular. Absolutely. I mean, there's not much there. Yeah. I thought I didn't think that was a very good joke by John Lee, but <laughs> yeah. uh, he clearly did his best. But we come into this story when some people are starting to realize that there's there's a price to be paid for all of these wonderful, wonderful advances. Because now that the the once ubiquitous unicorn is is dwindling mm. um, and and approaching extinction, just the naturally occurring abilities of people and the, the statistical likelihood of a person having uh, moderate magical abilities is decreasing throughout the world. I guess there's a lot of you know people relying too much on. On the the enhancing properties of the uh, unicorn solution, and not like practicing their own abilities. People are getting lazy. It's like you know, it's it's so easy to do oh, this because uh, we'll just have a nipple the old corn, uh, <laughs> and it's uh, we'll be fine. And but those are the arguments of those in the in the unicorn solution industry, and mm. they're and they're saying that we promote more sensible solutions, <laughs> like yes. education, because the problem isn't that fewer and fewer people are born or naturally developing magical uh, uh, magical abilities. It's as you say, it's just people are becoming slightly lazier, and if we educate ourselves better, then those will will naturally restore themselves. And those are major industries like like Nair, GmbH, <laughs> and Monocerop Santo. Oh, Monocerop? Monocerops is like a unicorn with a with oh, like what? Okay, a, what? I, I never heard of that one before. I may have John Lee may have put in a P too many there. Yeah, I think it's oh. Monoceros. Monoceros. Oh, Monoceros. Santo. Okay, that, makes, that, that makes that makes that makes a little bit more sense. Yes, quite a lot bit more sense. Rhinoceros. Monoceros. Yeah, now it makes yeah. Yeah. Okay. That. Like, yeah. Let's call it a typo, like the like the Univorn solution, which is uh, yeah, yeah, and and how the dissolved unicorns enhances magical abilities. Mm. I'm now seeing. I must have missed that one. I hate it when books have have typos on the mm. on the covers. So anyway, oh yeah, um, so a little call out actually. So I, I, I oh, yeah. recently learned that uh, well, not a call out, but like a bit of advice. It's like flagging typos in uh, ebooks yes. is a bad thing. Like yes. because it immediately starts this whole process of like there are errors in this book and it must be corrected and it has to have the author jumping through all sorts of hoops to uh, actually yes. correct them before their book is being flagged as like deficient in some sort of way and it gets them a low quality rating. It's, that's it. Yes. That's yeah. So, so don't flag typos in uh, which I guess could be appropriate for okay not not to not to uh, malign anyone but they're there are ebooks out there that are self-published this and unedited yeah. and okay so this is one of those ones that that perhaps not hmm. was not held to the same standard yeah. uh, uh, as other self-published self-edited uh, attentively also, made also books. uk english american english there's a like color color oh my uh, goodness, all kind of stuff yes. like that like oh this is a tight wrong like no it's just like different language yes it it's, it's like, no different yes. english and it should be the Philosopher's Stone and not the Sorcerer's Stone. Okay, so that's – I mean, that would be hard to, to boil down to a typo, but <laughs> – 
Well, I guess there's an O in it. I still don't understand why quite that was that was done. It had something to do with the. F- it just seemed more magical that way because the the philosopher's stone is yeah. not was not a well known myth, right? Even in the UK, true. So those are the opinions held by by companies like Nayer GmbH and 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 Monosro Santo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but countering these are are several rival uh, environmentalist outfits, such as the Rainbow Warriors, mm-hmm. led by Liam Nason. <laughs> God. Uh, yes, the the second of the of the rival environmentalist organization is Hornpeace. Right. Yes, led by Sylvester Stallion. <laughs> yeah. And finally, uh, there is a there is a rather uh, a supernatural outfit, which is uh, Captain Globe and the Globalist, led by uh, a, a sort of angelic figure that comes from from above. With he's, a, he's, he's kind of described as having like a bluish green skin, isn't it? Yes, and, and a giant like, walrus mustache and a, and, a, and a captain's hat and and anchor tattoos. But yeah, and green hair, I believe, oh, okay. uh, and and red spandex jockstrap. I guess like yes. he doesn't seem to be wearing that much aside from his vest and pipe. And the Globalists. Who who all take a, a rather bizarre uh, a, a nickname? So we have Seattle Slough and Gall- Gallant Fox. Oh, I should say Seattle Slough, who yes. stands for the element of blood. Okay. Uh, and Gallant Fox, who stands for the element of of phlegm. And then we have Cloud Computing, who uh, represents the element of. Gosh, there was a lot of this yellow bile. And uh, there was a lot of alchemy in this book, wasn't there? There was indeed. California clone, standing for black bile. And finally, yes, I think it was Spectacular Bid who stood for the fifth humor, uh, the little known fifth humor, jizz. Ooh, well, that's quite humorous in its own right, but... (laughs) And and by their powers combined, so each of them combined like just yes. a drop of blood uh, and spat some phlegm. Now the yellow and black bile, they were they were tougher to get to. So cloud computing and and California Chrome, they had to take some convincing before they would summon Captain Globe. Yes, it was a bit grim. Like it's kind of like bloodletting on a. Uh you have to get like way in there. Yeah, I guess a spectacular bid had it easier that way. Oh yeah, he loved it. He, he, only, like, he only needed a few minutes preparation time. Yeah, exactly. And he, he stubbed he, his toe. Oh come on, let's uh, let's go summon Captain Glow. He got it down to thirty seconds at one point. <laughs> But yes, all of these rival environmentalists, like they observed what 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 probably was closer to the truth that the ambient magic of the of the world with which some random people occasionally became imbued was a an, an, a consequence of the existence of these magical creatures. Hmm. They imbued the world with with ambient background magic. I guess it was their invisible poops that were spreading the magic around. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like people, you'll, you'll just like wander through them and like kind of like track it all over the place. It's kind of like, you know, certain plants are spreading their seeds. And I guess oh, in this yeah. way, like the, the magic kind of got like spread around. And it's like you know, how, how people feel like invigorated after going for a walk in the wild in the countryside. Oh, yeah. It's probably that. And that's how the magic got into the cities other than the like few unicorns which were in the parks of course but it's got tracked in it just got like yeah tracked into the bottom of someone's shoes like the pets rolling around in it and bringing it back into the houses and just like spreading the unicorn magic all over the place (laughs) of course like the whole thing started to start going south with the outbreak of the Unicorn War when it was like yeah. unicorns were getting scarcer and scarcer and it was like illegal hunting in the reserves. Times like during breeding season, like hunting was off and then stocks got depleted and that became a bit of a problem. So it turns out that the unicorn crisis is actually worse than it was predicted. Isn't it always? Which is, which is really bad because they said it would be the end of the world and it's even worse. Yeah. Well, how, how could it be worse? We, the reader, wonder. 
turns out that little bit too magic is like it, it as we mentioned earlier it's like it's dampening the, the naturally occurring magic it's like the 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 people who are born into their ability or yes. more, more correctly i mean i guess people are still born into their ability but nobody's encouraged to explore and develop, develop it anymore yes. because people are relying too much on just a little bit of unicorn juice uh, so we get this group of people who disavow the use of any of the unicorn juice and like yes. completely focus on their own ability. And they're, they wear their the, abstinence the, rings. Yes, and they 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 call themselves purists and they like purely practice their they're kind of like the Zen Buddhists of magic oh, yeah. I suppose. The counter movement basically proving that magic can be done without uh, the help of the unicorn solution. Yeah. Which and, of is, course, they're, they're scorned. They're like, oh, they're just, like, probably taking it on the sly, and they're just, like, dosing up beforehand. Yes, and you're a bunch of corporate bootlickers who are just repeating their their, their slogans, which <laughs> turns out, I mean, the, the, the truth does not care about political affiliation, uh, just because uh, the... Well, in reality, does have a liberal bias. And it turns out that, like, the, the, there seems to be a big youth movement that, like, you know, the young people are scorning the idea of having to rely on the magic and they're like we, we have to preserve what we have we have to rely on our own abilities we have to go for for sustainable unicorn farming and yes you get this yes and they get they get this slogan which is basically okay hoofer uh which they use for <laughs> oh, yes <laughs> commonly used okay, against all the people yes. who are uh, <laughs> gobbling, yeah. the, gobbling the unicorn solution without any regards of uh, future yeah. sustainability <laughs> and uh, it is from the from the ruin of the unicorn war where i mean captain globe is 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 frankly a terrorist like they they oh. they wreak a lot of of havoc him and in his team of essentially child yeah, soldiers typically eco terrorist yes yeah where eventually from the from the ashes of this of this terrible conflict the survivors of these rival environmentalist organizations let me see what we have we had hornpiece and yes captain globe and but the rainbow warriors yes, yes. They, they they sort of band together and reexamine their their evidence including just as you as you pointed out the lies of the uh, unicorn dependent corporations while while certainly self-interest they can also be true. You can, like, a liar can say something that is accidentally true and, and true. So the solution that they, the unicorn solution that they focus on in the, in the end is that not only do we need to preserve more of these animals, more of these animals being alive creates more ambient magic and is, and, and just makes learning magic naturally much more accessible to, to everyone. Right. So there's 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 a certain thing where they're trying to like you know make make it easier for unicorns and they they try to moving away from traditional iron horseshoes, oh, moving, yes, moving into a more uh, of a carbon fiber solution. Of course, that that that, that backfires <laughs> yeah. as well because it increases the carbon footprint. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So that's one of those fake solutions that the uh, that, that the established industry has. Uh, yes. yes. So with the increased carbon hoofprint, they they settle on this two pronged solution. Of on the one hand, creating more better conservatorship uh, of the unicorns, and on the other hand, a more sustainable source of unicorn solution. And a two pronged is kind of appropriate because this this comes to a head when I believe it's Sylvester Stallion and. Gallant Fox, that seems like a nice pairing. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the the phlegmatic member of the globalists, through sheer chance, discover the bicorn. Ah. Like just a little mutated animal, and it just has twice the number of horns. And through their research, they're able to determine that 
This creature, while it produces roughly the same amount of, of unicorn solution after it's boiled down, while it's alive, it produces twice the amount of uh, a, a sort of ambient magical radiation. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing. And together, over, over many years, Sylvester Stallion and, and Gallant Fox, they become kind of a power couple in, uh, in uh, yes. thaumaturgical science. They, they enlist the help of Spectacular Bid, the gismatic uh, survivor, until they have finally completed, through their breeding program, uh, the centicorn, which is not not yeah. much to look at, well, but you can you can farm these creatures and and they produce a lot of ambient energy, and then you can boil them up and you get some some solution. In the meantime, like you've you've rid the world of a really horrifying animal, so you don't even feel guilty about throwing them in the giant pot and boiling. Very them. true. You're almost doing them a favor by like killing them off. Their existence is torture, and they only live to provide ambient magic. And yes, like, exactly. It's sustainable and ecological, but it's like- exactly so. Like like the best compromises, it checks all the boxes, and it just. Uh. Everyone who agrees to it has has a terrible it's, it's, nightmare. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the foie gras of magic, but it works. <laughs> and, uh, and thus the, the the book closes. Yes, this is the uh, unicorn solution. Is of course the third book in the in the unicorn saga. Yes. I believe after the unicorn war and the unicorn peace. Hey, what are the odds that those are the actual names of the books? Oh. I mean, obviously, we've all done research, but what are the odds that those are the actual names of well, the previous bit, two it's books? It's a bit of a unicorn dilemma, I guess. <laughs> <if we're going. laughs> uh, all in all, I thought it was—I uh, thought it was quite a satisfactory resolution. Yes, it's the uh, solution. Re- yeah, oh, yeah. If you precipitate it out and yeah. then like mix it up again, and does that become a re- that becomes a resolution? It I becomes suppose. a test of your resolve, I well, guess. That. But like, yeah, yeah, like dissolve, resolve. If, what you, else boil, if you boiled off and you collect the precipitate, and then you put it into yeah. Into whatever your solvent was, then you get a resolution. But and if you evaporate that, then you get a dissolution. Well, a re resolution. No, that was a no, no dissolution. Dissolution. No, it's a different word. Yeah, it's a, different, it's no. a funny word joke. Yes, uh, yes, it's a funny Fred, word joke. Okay, joke. have another it's here. Have another sip of bookworm solution. What do you dissolve the bookworms in? Gelatin. Wait, you can't dissolve some gelatin. Uh, maybe mm. you can't. But yeah, try mm. some more. Mm. So. Okay, look at me. Two things. Yeah. That was a funny word joke, whichever oh. one I just said. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And I can totally dissolve shit in, in gelatin. Yes. Two, okay. Gelatin we're is good? dissolving. Yes, Three, two, we're one. fine. And, uh, and uh, we're yeah. back. Oh, oh. <sighs> I do hope there's no long-term effects to... Uh, to? Nothing. Okay, yeah, nothing. nothing generally doesn't have long-term effects. No, what doesn't have long-term Nothing doesn't have long-term effects. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh. How are we going to rate this book? We can rate it unicorn out of bicorn, or we could rate, rate it as a centicorn, I suppose. Yeah, how many unicorns out of a centicorn well, t- are we going to... You'd, you'd think, oh, yes. Well, I mean, traditionally, there's 100 unicorns in a centicorn, or 50 bicorns in a centicorn. Yeah, So yeah. I would give it a three score bicorns. No way. That's no, that's old. too many. That's go too many. Back, Sorry. Back, backtrack. You can <laughs> back, go back. the other way, but not... No. You um, can have three score unicorns. Uh, and a bicorn? No, that's... Yeah, that's 61. Yeah, three... No, three score unicorns and a, bi- and, and a bicorn, so that's 62. That's oh, that's 62. Bit, a little bit too low. Yeah, let's... I'd give let's, it more than that. Yeah, let's uh, up it up. So let's give it, like... Three score and one unicorn and eight bicorns. Yes, let's do that. That sounds like that seems like a good out, nice. of, out of a centicorn. Out of a centicorn. Uh, nice. Very nice. Nice. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> and speaking of reviews, please leave a review of our plucky little podcast on your service of choice and do pick an episode you haven't listened to yet and just imagine what it's all about. Uh, and you can also let us know what you thought of today's episode by checking us out on Cover My Ass Cast on Twitter. And we're going to keep mentioning it because, gosh, we do want to hear from, from, from some of you. This sounds passive aggressive. And we're... <laughs> 
Uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. I can't even say it. Maybe maybe when we do another werewolf episode, I'll say like and subscribe. <laughs> so what do we have in store for our readers next week? Yes. Next week's book is by Dixie Cash. I gave you my heart, but you sold it online. <laughs> A story for the ages, and that about covers it. Uh, thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. cover. <laughs> this, this, you know, this actually looks quite good. I don't know. Maybe if I called it soup instead of instead of tea, you would find it more to your... Would you like a spoon with it? Yes, yeah. that's Okay, I'll get you... Did you wash this? Of course I washed it. Okay, how do you wash soup? Well, it's, it is largely gelatin, so it doesn't... Okay. Uh, yeah, doesn't just what? Gelatin. Does gelatin dissolve in water? It does. Slowly, but it does. Drink some more. Gelatin okay. does not dissolve in water. Okay. Gelatin does not dissolve in water. Thank you. And okay, three, two, welcome. one, and we're back. <laughs>